Hello, and thank you for joining us on this week's special episode of Yazidi Voices. This is Svenja and Tamara speaking, and today we are joined by Wahab, one of the ambassadors to the Yazidi Legal Network. The day this episode is published is an important one. August 3rd is the commemoration day of the genocide committed against the Yazidis by ISIS in 2014. Today, August 3rd, 2021, marks seven years since the atrocities in Northern Iraq. Therefore, we want to speak about the importance of this day to the Yazidi community and how the day is remembered in the Netherlands. Wahab, who is a socially active member of the Yazidi community in the Netherlands, will be able to speak to us about this and his work in general. So thank you very much, Wahab, for being here today. Um, before we start, would you mind introducing yourself? Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for having me, first of all. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. My name is Wahab. Also, I was born and raised up in Iraq. Um, in 2012, we came to the Netherlands as refugees. And yes, currently, I'm studying political science at the Free University of Amsterdam. Uh, besides um, trying to give the Dutch Yazidis a voice, especially when it comes to political representation and mental health uh, support um, because the community needs it. And I'm also an ambassador to the uh, Yazidi Legal Network. Thank you very much for yes. this introduction. So you have been in the Netherlands since um, 2012, you mentioned? Yes. Yeah. And how is it to be, well, a young Yazidi in the Netherlands? Well, in the, in the beginning, uh, it was just like, uh, it was very hard, but um, because we, you can just like go outside and say you are Yazidis. We have been raised up with that idea, with that kind of uh, surviving strategy. Uh, so... When, when I was at home, I was a Yazidi. When I, I was outside, I was completely someone else. Um, uh, when it comes to my identity and how I introduce myself to people, um, but uh, that, that changed uh, after 2014 and the genocide committed against uh, my community. Yeah, because after 2014, you had like it's enough, I have to speak up now? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I have uh, felt and experienced that it would be very hard for my generations uh, and also for the uh, following generations to, to, to survive if uh, we will not talk about who we are and why we have been persecuted for centuries. So, yes, that awareness or the kind of mind thinking I have got after the genocide in 2014. Yeah, which I can really good understand. Like uh, me as Yazidi myself, always had a hard time telling people I am Yazidi and it had two reasons. First of all, it was towards uh, the Muslim community because in the Islam, they are used to see us as devil worshippers, which is a very big misunderstanding about the Yazidis. And second of all, uh, nobody knows about Yazidi. So every time you say, I'm Yazidi, oh, what is that? And then you have to give a whole explanation, but you cannot explain a whole religion or culture within a couple minutes. So they will never understand who you really are. So I was always keeping it easy. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm from Armenia and that's it. And if I get really get to know someone, then I will later explain to them, like, I'm Yazidi, this is our religion and culture and the language I speak. 
etc but i do understand it was hard to like tell people like i am ezd but now since a couple of years i'm like whatever they have to accept who i am and if it takes an hour to explain i will just explain it and which yeah, is exactly Yes, yes, we'll say that, Mara. Same, same here. I mean, uh, the first reason was kind of surviving strategy. Don't tell who you are uh, because some people are, have a kind of misunderstanding and they will see you as a little worshiper who it may put you in a dangerous situation. But uh, also, um, uh, just looking at the, 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 the modern civilized and advanced Dutch society, that's not really... Um, very interested in religions and people are free. Um, uh, a lot of people uh, even don't believe. Uh, I mean, uh, it's something very okay. But when when you when they ask you uh, who you are, you say I'm a Yazidi. You have like to explain four hours for them uh, what you are, what you believe in, and next time they see you, they'll say, uh, "Who are you again?" So I thought maybe. Just like hide it, it's better. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I understand. And um, so you said that that changed a bit uh, over time, and that you are speaking more about it now. Um, you you also have a large, very large social media following. Um, how do you use that platform to do with um, being a Yazidi and also the Yazidi causes? Well, uh, the, the social media experience uh, or the journey regarding that uh, started all in 2017, and it was just like three years after the genocide. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, between 2014 and 2017, I tried to raise awareness about uh, the the inhuman situation my people were uh, uh, going through, and. Uh, one of the things I did it was in 2017, I competed in the so-called Man Universe, which is a sportive modeling competition. Um, um, yes, everyone there who was competing was telling about what they want to become and uh, or to work for, <laughs> to which brands they work, uh, they would like to work with, like. Other people said, oh, I, I would like, if I win, I would like to work with Nike or Puma or something like that. Uh, it's quite like, uh, yeah, cool. I mean, uh, well, yes, I, I was standing there on stage of one of the biggest male uh, beauty or sportive modern competition saying and telling uh, what was happening to my people, to the cities, uh, which was quite controversial. I mean, the competition was about body shape, beautiness, and glamour. Uh, well, the ZD, the ZD uh, genocide, and everything my people were going through. There was nothing glamour about that, right? Um, and but I think it was a a huge uh, step for me to 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 get um, a stage uh, which I can stand uh, stand and speak up for the ZDs. Um, um, yeah, so all, all everything uh, with social media started in 2017 and with, uh, with the beautiness and glamour uh, sportive modeling competition. So, yeah, I, I use that to, to, to give uh, a voice to, to the ACD people. 
did where did you plan on doing that when you got on stage or was it a bit of a spontaneous thing yes absolutely that, that was my, my my goal my aim of of, of competing uh, in certain competition because uh as first of all i'm not a model at all uh and i have never thought about uh, certain things but i worked at a supermarket and uh, there was a kind of modeling scout uh, scouter uh, how to say it the, she said uh, you have a great charisma etc just next sunday at this place we have modeling scouting many universe just come there and that's how it all started really good job that you take every opportunity to talk about it um well now i will switch to a whole other uh question which is you were in the Netherlands when the genocide in 2014 started. How did you cope with hearing about the horrific news? Like, I think your family was still there. How was that for you? Well, um, the darkest day in my entire life, I think. Um, after the day I, I left my country and my people behind. But um, it was uh, August the 2nd. Which, uh, which was just like a day before the genocide. I went to Germany with my parents, my brothers, just like my siblings. And I mean, it was the first time for us going on vacation. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we, we were in Germany and just like around two o'clock two in the in night, right? I am and well, we 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 wake up with with the news uh, uh, regarding diseases and what our family members were going through and yes that's how it, it started and uh, my mother was crying because her, her family was there uh, we have had no contact with any people there and only Facebook news uh, calling the whole day. Uh, with no no answers, right? We have had a lot of questions. Where where is my family, right? Uh, is everyone uh, okay? And uh, are they still in in, in Sinjar? Um, so yes, it was it was really really the darkest uh, day in my entire life. But I think that would apply to all Yazidis who experienced the genocide. Um. There's, I think there's no, no right response to that. That is just, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible to hear about these things. Um, and um, yeah, it's good to hear that you with your family, with your brothers and your, your parents, at least. Um, we also wanted to ask you um, about the organization that you founded, I think. Um, NL Help Yazidi. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I'm not Dutch. Um, could you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, very shortly. I mean, uh, I know this was uh, established in 2015 um, because we, um, I have been asked by the Dutch National TV to go to Iraq and make a documentary about the situation there and uh, looking uh, up for my family members who were still missing. And um, so we did that and uh, after after the uh, uh, documentary was on TV, I've got a lot of uh, positive response from um, 
uh, these people and they want to, to help. So that's how we established uh, NL Help Disease and we provided diseases with basic, uh, basic human needs, right? So clothes, uh, bicycles, tents, everything, everything uh, that was needed in, in that time. And yes, so that, that's the NL Help Disease. And uh, also we, we provide support to diseases who are in the Netherlands when it comes to uh, asylum issues and uh, other issues may occur uh, when diseases are in the Netherlands. Yeah, that's uh, a very beautiful organization you have there. I've also looked into it and uh, it's very beautiful things you do. Like you, I think you ship clothes and stuff uh, to the IDP camps in uh, Iraq, Iraq, where all the Yazidis are. Uh, yeah. Now I want to talk about the commemoration, uh, which will be on August the 3rd, 2021. So after seven years, um, well, there is still no justice for the Yazidis. And well, always in the third, there's a commemoration. How do you commemorate it yourself and in general here in the Netherlands or perhaps in Germany? Well, the commemoration uh, is not very huge in the Netherlands. I mean, we have organized some, um, how do you say, events to stick together on that day and come together and being together and support each other and uh, just like uh, bring some flowers um, and etc. But uh, in Germany, it, it's very huge because this, yes, the the ACD community in Germany is, is very it's, it's huge. I mean, there are ACDs for Armenia, Georgia, Russia, Syria, Turkey, ev everywhere, everywhere. So like more than one hundred thousand ACDs are living in Germany. So. Yeah, I, I have been to Germany uh, during the uh, commemoration. To us, the first one in 2015. Um, but yeah, so this year I think it will be uh, different. It will be huge because uh, seven years and still like 90% of the community of the Yazidi community are still lives in. UN IDP camps in uh, uh, in Kurdistan and nothing's happening. I mean, uh, I mean, very recently, like more than 400 IDP tents, Yazidi IDP tents, uh, caught fire. And yeah, it's it's this terrible situation they have been going through since 2014, and it should change. And I think the this commemoration will focus on that, not only right commemorating people who have been killed because they were Yazidis, but also to help the Yazidis who, who are still there, like not really alive, but they are trying to survive, so yeah. yeah. But why do you think it is important for everyone to know about this commemoration? Because we do know about other commemorations like the Holocaust and um, like in the Netherlands, they have also commemoration for the Second World War. Why do you think it is important for the Yazidis and that everyone else to know about this commemoration? Well, uh, I mean, uh, as you may know, at Mara, we we have been through seventy-four genocides, and never before is a, a genocide or any ethnic cleansing attack against the Yazidis is recognized. So it. 
I mean, every year in the Netherlands, uh, Dutch people uh, commemorate the Holocaust. And they say never again. But seven years ago, my pupil went through what the, the chill, uh, she was just like gone through it uh, during the Second World War, uh, the, the, the genocide in Rwanda, Bosnia. And it just happened seven years ago and people don't know uh, certain things. So that's why I think it's very important to commemorate and also to raise attention with regards to Yazidi genocides. And yes, and the Dutch government is uh, lacking attention to to the to the victims of the Yazidi genocides. Um, they are kind of uh, neglecting or ignoring what was happened to us. And that's why I I will I, I find it very important to do it this year and to to raise uh, attention um, in this regard. Yeah, it is it is very frustrating to think about that it is still so little talked about. Um, and especially also in the Netherlands, it's good to hear that in Germany the commemorations are larger, but that's also because there's more Yazidis there. Um, but this year you will be in the Netherlands for, for the commemoration, correct? Okay. So do you have any, you say it's going to be bigger and you say it's, it's, this will make a change. Is there any concrete ideas that you have, maybe not even for yourself, but in general, what could be done um, for this commemoration to really be seen by the public in the Netherlands and in Europe? Yeah, I mean, yes, sure. Uh, I think the, 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 the thing is that, let's say for in Germany, it, it's huge, not only because the Yazidi community is larger, but because the German uh, government feels what their like previous regimes did to the Jewish people. And they feel like, okay, we, we have a kind of uh, responsibility to, to protect and help and raise awareness uh, regard, regarding this case, right? A genocide, ethnic cleansing, and what the German regimes did in uh, 1940s and uh, 45, et cetera, and the Jewish uh, genocide of the Holocaust. And in, in the Netherlands, yes, I think uh, we should like uh, ask uh, important uh, politicians in the Netherlands, but also uh, organization like organization uh, such as uh, the uh, UNHCR, uh, Amnesty International, and other organizations that, that, that may, um, that are important uh, in this field. And um, because still a lot of Dutch people don't know about these cities. And uh, even the Dutch government is, is bringing back Dutch ISIS fighters to the Netherlands after everything they have done to, to my people. And, which is, uh, yeah, how you say it, this is very, this is very dirty, it's very inhuman. And yes, I think we should do it. We, we should organize something big, huge, and make uh, USD voices heard this commemoration, the coming of commemoration on uh, August the 3rd. Yes, I uh, totally agree. And, uh... I don't know, do you have anything to add to this, Fania? Well, I just uh, hope and I think that um, it will work out. We will do together, I think, with the Yazidi Legal Network. Um, we will be able to plan something and hopefully, yeah, people will come together and maybe this will be a bit more public than the previous years. I think we have now come to our last question, which we ask to all of our guests. 
if you could say anything to the world right now, what would it be? Well, uh, if I would, if I may say something to the world is, it would be then um, speak up against injustice. So, that the, the, there is a lot of injustice and unjust just thing that happens to people uh, just like the Yazidis and there is no one talking about it. So make your voice heard, speak up and stand with people who who are in need now. I, I would say that, yeah. That's a very beautiful uh, way to end this episode. Uh, I wanna Thank you, Wahab, for joining us today and for having time for us. We found it very interesting and uh, I hope our listeners had the same experience as us. And I also want to thank our listeners for listening to another episode of Yazidi Voices by Yazidi Legal Network. If you like this podcast, feel free to share it with your family, friends, neighbors, and make sure to hit the follow button. For more information about Yazidi Legal Network and our projects, please visit our website or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Stay tuned for our next episode. <laughs>